the news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. Mark Chipman, the executive chairman of the Hockey Club. Mark, good afternoon, and thanks so very much for joining us. Thank you, Richard. Pleasure to be with you. The Jets 2.0 celebrating 10 years. What do you remember from 10 years ago? And some of the highlights of the past 10 perhaps contrasted with the past 10 months as well. Oh, gosh. Uh, 10 years ago um, was uh, really a blur, right, from um, consummating the deal, I think, on May 31st of that year to going to the draft uh, three weeks later and, and selecting Mark and uh, and then just the sheer uh, sort of uh, volume of work that our team undertook uh, over that summer to get ready to play um, in October was um, you know, I, I've had it from time to time. I've, I've had chance to, to reflect back on it, and um, honestly, Richard, there's still days that I'm, you know, um, pinch me. Yeah, <laughs> truly. You know, I'm waiting for that guy to knock on the door and say, "Get out of my office." You know, like uh, that. I'm I'm doing somebody else's job here, and and uh, it's been, you know, a very rewarding uh, experience for the most part. It's been been challenging at times, but it's been been really humbling and rewarding to uh been a part of of uh you know seeing the nhl come back to our city the past 10 months the most challenging oh yeah for sure for sure it's it's it would be hard to describe and put into words um and, and i don't mean to suggest that it's been any more challenging than than any other business or or circumstance that that people that have had to uh endure this pandemic have have faced um we're we're in a you know we we are somewhat uniquely affected uh in that we are in the business of of public assembly and you know for for purposes of putting on concerts and and family shows and hockey games et cetera and uh, i i think i you know when it hit i i told our team i we you know we were the first to go and we're likely going to be the last to really come online um in terms of you know normality or what we were accustomed to it certainly has been diff- difficult for everyone, as you say, to to miss whether it's a concert or a hockey game. And we heard Gary Bettman speak earlier this week saying it would be cheaper for us not to operate this year. So when you talk about the business of the game, are the Jets losing money right now? Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, there's, you know, you, you uh, it's pretty simple arithmetic, Um you know, we we're as a league uh, more than fifty percent of our revenues uh, come from uh, the game itself, right? From the attendance at games and the ancillary revenues that are produced at a game, and we're going to be without those this year. Uh, so the commissioner, um, I think, was just in trying to be honest and direct that uh, we would have been far better off not playing uh, from a financial perspective. Um, um, having said that, you know I, I think it was the consensus of the league that uh, we were better off, um, you know, forging ahead. It, it would have been, it, it would have been, uh, you know, very very difficult to, to not play in many respects. So I, I feel like we've made the right decision, but it's going to be a costly one. I know a lot of work must have gone into the protocol for a safe return to hockey. Talk about how that came together. Well, much of that is really led by the league itself, uh, and uh, you know we are very much following 
the protocols that have been established by the league and uh, and their you know their uh, medical professionals uh, in consultation with the public health officials here in Manitoba. Um, I, I can't tell you how many memos uh, have filled in my inbox over the past several weeks. Um, you know, there, there's, uh, I've frankly never seen anything like it in, in terms of the, the detail uh, that, that's required in, in, uh, in providing a safe environment for our players uh, and those that are you know, going to be in the building or part of our travel party or uh, whatever it might be. Mark Chipman is with us on 680 CJOB for the hour. Also joining us is the host of our game coverage, which starts tomorrow as the Jets host the Flames. Our coverage starts here at 5 o'clock. Kelly Moore. Thanks very much, Rich. And, you know, Mark, I heard you just talking about when everything started, uh, whether it was Mark Shifley getting drafted. I still remember October 9th of 2011 when the Montreal Canadiens were here and what an incredible 72 to 96 hour lead up that was to that game. So from a hockey perspective, if you go back to when it all began and now heading into this 10th anniversary season, what goals has the organization achieved? And aside from the obvious of the Stanley Cup, what remains an ongoing process? Well, to answer the question in reverse order, Kelly, you know, would be to win the Stanley Cup. That has been our objective. And, uh, you know, from the moment that um, Kevin and I first talked about the possibility of him joining us as our general manager, um, you know, I I wanted him to understand from, from day one that while we were really excited, to rejoin the NHL, you know, that, that wasn't our objective. Our, our objective was ultimately to bring a championship to the city. And um, so, I, I, you know, what do I feel good about? I, I think we've, we've made, certainly made uh, some, some strides in that direction. We've been, uh, you know, I think uh, people have heard uh, the term draft and develop ad nauseum uh, for many years or, or you know, I, I I, I like to think that we've done a, a very good job of that. I think Kevin and his 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 team and his you know amateur scouting team that's led by Craig Heisinger have done a really very good job of of uh, drafting um, championship caliber caliber hockey players. Uh, I think we're now entering into a phase where you know we're not another young we're not a young team. We are a mature team uh, of. Uh, of men, most of which were drafted by Kevin and, and his group. And, uh, you know, I think we we showed signs of that a couple of years ago when we got to the conference finals, and and, and that was a, both a high point and a low point for me, you know, to get that far and, and just be a, a few games away from playing from the Stanley Cup. But I, the core of that team is still what we have, and uh, including our coaching staff. So, you know, I, I feel like we've made um, quite a bit of progress towards that objective of becoming a, a Stanley Cup championship team. Uh, it's very difficult to do. Um, it's a very difficult league to win in. Um, but I, I, I believe that, you know, we are considered by our peers to be uh, a team that can, that can win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, and and just based on that, Mark, and we've only got about 30 seconds left here, going into this season in an ultra-competitive North Division. um, So 
you 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 would feel that you could finish first with this team, or or what do you think is real a realistic expectation? Yeah, I do. I mean, you know, I look at at those lineups and I look at ours, and and it's very conceivable that we could uh, come out of this division. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt of that in the minds of our coaches and our players. Uh, very competitive, lots of good teams. Teams have made themselves better, uh, for sure, across the country. And it's going to be very, very competitive. Uh, but, you know, all things being equal, uh, health and bounces and all of those kinds of things, I expect we will be, uh, we will be very, very competitive in this group. Richard, Julie, Kelly Moore, and our special guest from your Winnipeg Jets, Mark Chipman. Kelly? Thanks very much, Rich. Yeah, Mark, uh, just and I think Julie touched on this in the first segment, but uh, and I heard Kevin Chevaldeoff talking about the Manitoba Moose getting going uh, in less than a month from now. So <laughs> I have to ask, where is the money actually coming from to pay the players and cover the overall expenses for a couple of teams? Because it is not an inexpensive proposition. Well, I, it's coming from the ownership of the team, Kelly. I mean, it's a you know, it's a it's a private business enterprise that's responsible for uh, managing the costs uh, that we incur, and uh, so it's an unusual year. Clearly, as I mentioned, we're you know we're going to be without a great deal of the revenue we would ordinarily have. But um, so I mean, uh, the, the the capital that's required to, to finance and fund the team is is the responsibility of the ownership of the team. Mark Chipman with us on 680 CJOB. Mark, let's talk about Bell MTS Place and when and if fans are allowed back into the building. Of course, provincial health measures must be met as far as those numbers are concerned. Any discussions regarding what we would call immunity passports that fans wanting in would either have to successfully pass a COVID test like we see in some U.S. jurisdictions or prove they've actually had the vaccine? Uh, Richard, we haven't had any dialogue about that with uh, with the provincial uh, health authorities. I, I honestly don't know uh, where that um, is going to lead. Um, you know, all I can tell you is we've planned this season on the basis of not having fans uh, at all. Uh, if that were to change, um, you know, I, I imagine it would have to do with the, uh, our ability to provide vaccination, but I have no understanding of when that would occur other than it's unlikely to occur within the time frame that we're going to play this season. So um, I think, you know, and that's not unique to us. I, we've gone at this mostly from a league perspective on the same basis. I think there are some jurisdictions in the United States that uh, actually currently would permit some fans to attend games, um, but it's not something that we've had any discussion about or anticipate uh, during this season. And I know you, whether it's hockey or any other event, uh, you are always going to err on the side of safety no matter what. Yeah, I mean, clearly. I mean, this is a very serious, uh, uh, you know, set of circumstances we find ourselves in. I, I'm, you know, we've lost 753 souls in our community. Um, I, I don't know what more evidence anybody would need than that um, to understand how how dangerous this virus is. Um, so we've got to take it very seriously, and and that's what we're doing. Um, you know, I'm I we wouldn't be attempting to play uh, if we didn't think we could do so safely. 
I took great comfort in the experience that we had this summer, uh, albeit it was in a bubble, uh, you know, but many, uh, in fact, really all of the same protocols are still in place for how we operate inside Bell MTS with our, with our, uh, our personnel there. Uh, and if you were to go in there, you would see that, you know, the, the areas, uh, there, are, there are a number of secured areas that are, are, uh, are taken very seriously. Um, so it's, you know, it's a serious, uh, obviously, uh, pandemic that we're dealing with, um, and we're, we're dealing with it as such. We have about 45 seconds. We have to break for sports. But, Mark, there's been lots of questions. Uh, the league has addressed it. The prime minister spoke about it, and that was surrounding vaccine. If if people are listening to this and they're concerned that the Winnipeg Jets, the organization, or, or people who will be in the building are going to jump the queue, for example, to get vaccines, to them you say what? I don't know where that suggestion would have come from. Uh, we would never do such a thing. I, I mean... People should know that, you know, the reason we're able to do this, what we're doing now, is because we're testing uh, every day. And, and those are costs that we're bearing and, and are, you know, uh, which we should be. Um, so I don't know where a suggestion would come from that, you know, we're going to try and elbow our way to the front of the line uh, to get vaccinated. That would be, you know, that would be... Um, very, very contrary to the way that we we operate this business, and um, so I, I I don't know what else I can say that beyond that I it, I've heard that suggestion, but it's just it's just false. Lots more questions for Mark Chipman of your Winnipeg Jets. Richard, Julie, Kelly Moore with you. Mark Chipman is our very special guest, and we are so very proud to be the radio home of your Winnipeg Jets. The puck drops here, 7 o'clock tomorrow night against the Calgary Flames. Pre-game coverage begins with Kelly and company at 5 o'clock. Mark, again, thank you for joining us in this hour. Um, one of the darker days, and I remember probably the last time we had a face-to-face conversation, was in the aftermath of Dale Howarchuk's passing at True North Square. Um, and you made a, an observation that I wish all our players could see this. And for you, this is about the connection of those players, many of whom make many millions of dollars, and their connection to the community, their connection to the Jet family. And that's so very important to you, not just skill, but chemistry and connection to this city. Talk about that. Well, I think what I was trying to say to you that night was that, you know, I mean, Dale sort of epitomized a player that embraced our community. And, and while I, 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 we all loved him for his, his abilities, you know, he was, uh, he was our superstar in, in, and, and truly was, you know, a, a Hall of Famer. And, uh, but I, I think what really endeared him to uh, Jet fans and, and Winnipeggers was that he, he embraced our community. You know, he moved here. He, and, and I think that's what I was trying to communicate, that I, I, you know, our, I think our players have a good sense of how important this team is to this community. And, and frankly, you know, I, I mean, if th- that, what, what we've aspired to be since we um, were able to get back in the NHL is, was to, to restore the pride that I, I think comes from 
playing in this league uh, for many people. And, and that's, so that's aspirational for us is to be a source of pride uh, for our community. Um, and, and, you know, and fortunately, I think we, as I said, our, our, our players have more and more grasped that over the past uh, 10 years. I, I think Blake Wheeler, you know, is, you couldn't think of a, of a, uh, a better example who's done the same thing that, that Dale did, you know, who's moved his family here and, and his kids are going to school here. And, and, and I think, you know, when we were finally able to reconnect to the 1.0 era through the Heritage Classic in 216, um, I think that was a real, uh, that solidified the, that, that feeling amongst our current players. They got to see, you know, Dale Howarchuk and how important he was to our community and, and you know, and how important Anders and Olfie and, and the, the WHA era was as well. And but but Dale was really unique, and so you know that was a that was a real somber day and a very you know you and I met by chance that night. But I, I think we were thinking the same thing. It, you know it, it was it was much more than a loss of a great hockey player. He was he was somebody who became one of us. You know, Mark, and just to follow up on that train of thought, you know. <laughs> It, it, I'm not a native Winnipegger, but I consider myself a Winnipegger, and so it uh, rankles me a little bit when I read some of these publications about Winnipeg's always last on the popularity chart and players don't want to come here and the Jets are always on all no, no movement clauses, blah, 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 blah. But th- the fact of the matter is when you take a look at your team, almost all of your core players have committed to this organization long-term. So does that... That way of thinking still holds some serious water. You know, it really doesn't, and it, 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 I'd be lying if I told you it doesn't uh, uh, anger me when I hear that. It's the same sort of story that gets kicked every year by the same guys. Uh, I just think it's it's really inaccurate. Uh, as you point out, we've been able to resign, you know, um, the the core of our hockey team. And I would tell you, I mean, I, I ran into Lucas Spiza today, and, and you know, uh, he played a really important role for our team last year, uh, quietly came in and, and played some important games, and, and is a really, um, really wonderful guy. And he uh, he um, was claimed on waivers yesterday, and it, I don't want to say devastated, but really um, was really disappointed, um, you know, to be leaving. And it's a guy who stayed here this summer, and, and you know, he said to me, uh, you know, I met I met some wonderful people here. I met some great. I've I've created some great friendships, and I really feel like you know we've got something going here. And and um, you know, um, so I mean, I, and I could cite dozens of examples like that. That once people get here and get to this community. Uh, they find out what it's all about. They, they they quickly understand the passion that our fans have for the game, and that means a great deal to players. But I would say this also. Uh, I, if there's anything I've learned over the past 25 years, players want to be in a place where they feel they have a chance to win. Yes. Um, th- and that's the bottom line. And you win when players play for one another. Um, I, I'm, I'm certain of those things. And so if we can provide an environment where – they believe they have a chance to win, um, and there's lots that goes into that. And and they and they find a way, and they they do play for one another as our group has. That's that's where players want to be. And I'm not saying 
you know, there, there are lots of examples that across the National Hockey League, but we're one of them. And I'm, I'm ex- extraordinarily proud of, of our organization in, in the way we've created that environment for our players. But I'm even more proud of our community, you know, and, 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 and what a wonderful place it is to live and, and raise a family if that's what you choose to do. Um, this is, you know, it's, it's not just a great hockey city. It's a wonderful city, and I think, you know, honestly, given the state of affairs around the world right now, I can't, you know, my wife and I were reflecting just last night how fortunate we feel to be living here. Uh, Mark, uh, I know my time's running uh, short here because Julie's got a couple more questions for you, but I have to ask this, and, and yes, I am tremendously biased. I did the games for the Manitoba Moose for 10 years. I know how important that franchise is to the overall organization, but sometimes I don't know if people understand how important that part of the organization is to the success of the Winnipeg Jets. Well, it's essential. I mean, if you look at all the, you know, the, the, the guys that are starring for us right now, including, you know, the best goaltender in the league, uh, he played for us in the, in the American Hockey League. You know, uh, Connor was, you know, that's where he became a professional. And if you look at the lineup that we'll have this year, you know, including, you know, Vili Hanola and, and Dylan Sandberg and, and, you know, likely Cole Perfetti if, if the OHL doesn't play this year, um, and on and on. Um, you know, there's a lot of very good young players uh, in our in our system right now, and um, I, you know, it, it is absolutely the lifeblood of our organization, and uh, and and it will continue to be. How much do you get involved with the the hockey operations of the club when it comes to a player signing or a trade? Well, it really would depend on, uh, you know, very little on sort of the day-to-day of, of, uh, of, of you know, uh, signing players that we've drafted or, uh, you know, a free agency decision. Um, you know, I, I would say I'm there as needed. Um, you know, I, I think Chevy will seek my view on something if he feels uh, he would like to. And uh, so, you know, I mean, I place a great deal of faith and confidence in Kevin and his team, as I do, frankly, John Olford, who runs the business side of us uh, for us, who's done, frankly, just a spectacular job of keeping every one of our employees uh, engaged and employed throughout all of this uh, very difficult time. And so, you know, I the three of us are kind of the, the group that, that uh, that works together and and uh, on, on a regular basis. Um, so it, it you know nobody has sort of a singular uh, control of anything. Um, Chevy would consult with myself and with John, and John would consult with myself and Chevy. Uh, the business side is you know is very much dependent on the hockey side and vice versa. So we we really really kind of manage it as a team. People look to you in this community as a business owner. So clearly, you know, that's where your heart lies. But you're also a dad. And I understand uh, you have sat the most uncomfortable seat in the rink, like I have many times, being a goalie parent. And so you're you're a fan of the game and, of course, of, of minor hockey. And we heard Dr. Rusin having to speak even again um, as recently as Monday, addressing questions from from family saying, listen, how come the Jets can play and my kid can't play, or how come my business is closed, but they're allowed to op- operate their business? 
So, so speak to that as a business owner and, and as a, a fan of the game. So I guess, I mean, I understand. Um, I really do. And, um, uh, you know, those, those days of, of coaching and watching my kids play are, are uh, in the past and have been for a while, um, but not so far in the past that I don't remember how important uh, those days were uh, to me as a parent and, and to them, you know, as, as kids. Um, so, um, you know, Look, I, I, I'd love for minor hockey to be playing. We a big part of what we do is is in running the Bell MTS Iceplex, which is, you know, for the the vast majority of it is pro, is is um, youth uh, hockey programming. It's it, we are basically just a, a, a great big community club, um, and it's it's been empty, and it's it that's very difficult. Um, so I, I understand. Uh, but I, I guess I, I have to say that we really aren't operating. I mean, we're putting on games, but we're not operating our business uh, anywhere near, uh, you know, or to the extent we would like to be. And 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 I would just add to that. I mean, the, you know, we in order to do this, we've had to uh, undertake some very very significant uh, costs in in testing and in in tracing and in uh, you know. Um, daily testing and, and hiring of medical professionals. So, uh, in, you know, I, I'm not sure that it's a direct or a fair comparison um, th- other than, that we're, you know, we're talking about the game of hockey, but w- w- ours is one that's really contained uh, and in a very safe and uh, protected environment. The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.